You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 492. Mindset is everything. So first of all, your mindset has to be right to deal with this business. Get your mindset right. Make sure it's something that you want to do. Um, and if it's something you wanted to do, go ahead, you know, find like-minded people, pick their brain, educate yourself as much as you can, and take action. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome, everybody, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted property is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, and I am telling you, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. I am in Phoenix, Arizona. We've got all the way across the country in Tampa Bay, Florida. I've got an incredible real estate investor, an incredible real estate wholesaler that is going to break down how he put together an over six-figure deal by only spending $500 to get that deal. It's going to be an incredible story, but his story, his journey in this business over the last four years is even more important and more inspirational. I'm really pleased to bring Mark McCluster to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Mark, say hello to everybody. Hey, hey everybody. I'm Brent. Thanks for bringing me on. I'm excited to have you on here. I mean, you really, you when you posted your deal to our private TTP group, it was like everybody just went bananas. Everybody was so excited. I mean, it's one of those things that we think about all the time is yeah. can you put together a deal in your career that is over six figures? And we'll get into that. But first, give us your background, Mark. Talk to me about where you grew up and how you found real estate wholesaling and most importantly, real estate investing, because you know not everybody learns about it. Not everybody has this passion that you have. So how did you find it and how do you feed that passion? Gotcha, gotcha. So it all started back in, I'll say about 2011. Uh, I was doing some time in federal prison. So I had to come up with a plan when I come home. You know, So in doing my time, I was researching, You know, a good friend of mine, he's like my brother now, we was talking around and we just said, you know, real estate came up. You know, we want to do real estate when we get out. So during that time, you know, I had limited resources. So books and whatever that I can gather up, talking with people, I gathered as much information as I can while I was in there. When I came home, I continued my education. I had was able to get more researchers such as YouTube and books and everything like that. Also, it was a real estate investor in that area, Kenny Russian. Uh, he was well known up there when I was doing time as well. So when I came home, I researched him. And so far, just by researching, I came up on wholesaling. I'm like, what is this wholesaling thing? It's a way to quit, quit money, quit cash. So I kept researching, 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 you know, talking with my landlord about it. You know, he owned a lot of rental property. So I was asking him about it. He told me, yeah, it's a great way to make money. So I just continued on, you know, through bigger pockets, through YouTube, just learning as much as I can and soaking as much information. And I figured out, you know, that I can actually make money without even 
buying it myself, which I had already done before I went to, you know, do some time. But I bought that property just to live in, not as an investment property. So right. figuring out, you know, I have to do something that can make me some money, what I was used to. And this was it. And this was even better than that. So, you know, that's how I came about it. And it was on from then. I just learned as much as I can, took action. You know, I got out doing AC work. I took up a trade doing AC work. You know, I figured I'd do that. Trying to just find my way. It was close to what I wanted to do. You know, it's part of a home. Um, that way I can learn because I had a vision. You know, I'm going to own rental properties one day. So I'll know about AC units at least. So I can save me some money there. For sure. Um, so in that time, you know, on the job, I got my headphones in, listen to bigger pockets, listen to YouTube, because I can work and, you know, still have my headphones in. So on the way to work, from work, that's all I'm doing. I'm learning, learning, learning. I did. I learned from a whole year before I did my first deal. I actually took a little bit of action by sending letters, you know, driving dollars and sending postcards. Went on a few apartments, but nothing solid, nothing signed. So after that, I reached out and said, you know, I'm tired of just getting this close. I need a mentor. Reached out, found a local mentor in my area. This was at the end of 2015. End of 2015, we worked for me three months. I continued to send postcards and I landed my first deal on uh, March 4th, 2016. And that was it. From then, I just kept doing them and kept doing them and kept doing them. I think I just need that extra push because I was pretty much on the right path. Yep. And it was just something just hold me back, you know, from from getting it done. And I think I just need that extra push what I got from a mentor who actually is also a great friend of mine to this day. That's incredible. And so was this all in Tampa? This was all in Tampa. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I think it's absolutely incredible. And for anybody out there that's obviously uh, watching this or listening to this, that's part of the process that you went through, right? You were gathering that the information, you were getting the education, you're feeling comfortable going forward. But it wasn't until you actually took action. I mean, once you started getting into your first deal, I mean, how much did you learn from the actual process from actually going through the first deal? You know what I mean? It's much different than watching a video on it or hearing somebody else do it. It's like, you know, you could watch a thousand YouTube videos on learning how to swim or something, but until you jump into the water, it's a whole different experience. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what you did. And I think that that's the most important step. I'm telling you, everybody out there listening and watching, 85% of the people that are listening and watching will not take action. That is the statistics. Only 15% actually do it. And so the people that actually take action, there's not a lot of competition. I mean, you might feel like it a lot, but you can, if you talk to enough people, if you have enough Uh, quality conversations with distressed property owners, you literally cannot lose. You will be able to get deals. So how long have you been, have you been doing it full-time since 2016? To me, I've been doing it full-time since, I actually went full-time probably about 17 because I'll slow down in the slow periods. I'll get back and I'll go to a job. I'm like, oh, I need to get a job, you know, but I never quit the wholesaling. I've never even I'm I'm at work because I got a job back in uh, a maintenance worker at an apartment complex because the, the trade school I went to, I can I was still doing AC units there. Yep. So I still learn. I still, you know, I subbed it out on um, the calls and postcards and everything, my leads and stuff where I can actually get it from my phone. After work on my break, I go to appointments. I never stop because at the end, my end goal was to get out. It was not this nine to five job. It was to do this full time. I still had a family and everything I had to support. So I had to go back to a job. And then, you know, one day I said, you know, 
forget this. I'm I'm just going to go off faith and it's all going to work out. And that's what it did. I love it. I love it. And listen, how did you balance? I mean, honestly, how do you balance a nine to five? A lot of people listening have a nine to five or watching have a nine to five job. How do you balance? And not only that, not only did you have a nine to five, Mark, you had a nine to five where you were on roofs, you're in people's (laughs) attics. I mean, you were, you were doing main, I mean, this was tough, you know, work. How did you have enough energy at the end of the day or between your breaks to either respond to the people calling you from your your marketing or, you know, getting deals and letting everybody know that you were buying ugly houses? Like, how did you find the energy to do that? Where did that come from? My why, which is my kids and my family. It's something I got to do. This job is not going to do it for us. It's yep. I knew this wasn't going to do it for us. So that was my biggest why. My kids, you know, and my wife was my biggest why. Why I had to, you know, keep those headphones in, watch my phone, on my break, go to appointments, after work, go to appointments, weekend, whenever I had to do it, I had to get it done. And I had to continue learning and keep trying to find, find a deal, find my next deal. But how exciting was it? I mean, wasn't your brain just on fire when you would get somebody to call and you're, you're working, you're doing your thing. And then all of a sudden you check your phone. And you're like, oh, somebody wants to get an offer from me or somebody wants an appointment or something like that. And then all of a sudden you have that shot of dopamine to your brain and you're like, oh, yes, this could yeah. be the one. This could be the one. I got to keep going. I got to keep going and building. I mean, wasn't it exciting? Yeah, it was very exciting for me because I knew, you know, my next deal was coming. You know, as long as I got my leads coming in, is something's going to come through. So that's all I needed was to leave the keep coming in and opportunity for me to get that next deal to get me out this nine to five job. You were doing it just as yourself. And, and then you had a local mentor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you go to meetup groups? Did you squat up with people in your area? Did you kind of get the opportunity to be around people that were doing it? Or was it just mostly coming from that successful mentor? I attended local real meetings as well the real estate uh, TB Real meeting in our in our area is a big um, meetup. I attended those, um, met with, you know, different investors, asked questions and things like that. Also met up with a guy who at one of those reels who actually, you know, met up with me. I mean, I'll call him whenever I got properties under contract and, you know, get his advice and everything. And he was a big help to me as well. That's absolutely incredible. I mean, and I think that that's so important is, I mean, I don't care where you're at in the process. I don't care if you've never done a deal before, if you've done it. I think that you need to be around people that are going through the same things that you are. You know what I mean? Especially when you're starting out, especially when you have another job that you're working and, and you know, you've got that group of friends, you've got that network of people, but you need to be around the other people that are where you want to be and that are excited about real estate investing. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I experienced this being a real estate agent, which is even crazier, is I would have conversations with other realtors about investing, about wholesaling property, and their eyes would gloss over. They would have no idea what I was talking about. They had no interest in it. All they wanted to do is be a real estate agent. And I was like, I got to get away from these people, and I got to go with my people over here that are talking about getting deals, finding right. opportunities, solving the problems in the community, because that's what we do. We're looking for people that are have those properties that are, are problems 
You know, have those properties that that need a lot of love, have those people that emotionally they're not able to take care of this situation themselves. And so we reach out and it's a huge blessing when we have the opportunity and have those calls when you're working a nine to five to be able to help those people because you don't get deals unless somebody has a problem that you can solve. So, I mean, it's just so incredible, but it's important to be around people that understand that. If you're around people that all the time, they're like, wait, you're taking advantage of people. You're taking people's equity. You're trying to get discounts on properties. That's not even possible. Appraisals and real estate agents in the market won't let you do that. What people don't understand is there are people that need some help out there. You need to surround yourself with people that understand that we are a blessing and not a burden to our community. And that's what you did with your mentorship. That's what you did. I see that with successful people. They find other people that are doing it and they really attach themselves and they really just, and not only that, but they get inspired to take the action which I think is the most important thing. So, and coming from, I mean, listen, from 2011 to 2016, there's a lot of changes in your life. From 2016 to 2020, there's an incredible amount of changes in your life. And you are a real life example of what a difference five years makes. What a difference 10 years. You're almost 10 years from 2011. How old are you now? 33. I just turned 33 last month. 33 years old. You could do this for the next 60 years. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's so exciting about this. So let's break down this big, massive deal that you just closed. And you're closing deals all the time. But I want to talk and get everybody excited about this one. So break it down. I want to break where you found it, what list it was from, how do you get initially, what was your lead generation? What was the condition, their timeline, their motivation, their price? So let's, let's really dig deep into this. Yeah, this deal, you know, it's going, I'm always remember this deal because it was a lot of stuff happening through this time for me to deal. I got this deal. It came from text and I sent out my first text campaign, Slingshot. So I uploaded, you know, $500 for the, I guess you got to upload $500 to use it. I uploaded a list through a list I had already had, um, a high equity list I had already had in my system from gathering data over my time in real estate. You know, I, I always still hit those same lists through different marketing strategies. So I uploaded the list, sent the blast out. And on this day, this day was uh, May 14th. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I always want to do was pay my tithes. I never paid my tithes. So that's what I did on May 14th. Paid my tithes to my grandmother's church. I paid my tithes. I got my mind right. I went to work, went to check my messages, got a guy, sent out a text. He wanted to sell. You know, I went back and forth with him through communication, through text. He wanted to sell. I looked it up. He said he wanted, um, he was behind on tax. He wanted $15,000 plus the back taxes owed. So mm. I did research. I seen it, totaled up everything. So the total purchase price was $24,000. It was what he wanted. I looked at it a little bit. I'm like, it's a no brainer. I know somebody going to buy this deal. Yeah. So I still had never talked to him on the phone. Uh, sent the contract via DocuSign. Uh, he reviewed it. He wanted me to take a few changes out. I adjusted the contract a little bit. He signed it right then and there. That day, I didn't think about the deal for like another week because my grandma had been in the hospital since the beginning of the year. Four days later, she passed away. Mm. Uh, so I got the contract passed, signed May 14th, paid my tithes to her church May 14th. She passed away May 19th. Mm. I'm depressed. I'm like, you know, just not in, in it. Sure. Didn't to the deal. Um, after we did everything, you know, we laid her to rest on my birthday. May 28th. So I'm like, okay, after we get everything done, I'm going to get back into it. 
that was on the first. I go back to my system, check the message. He's like, hey, is everything good? Never still talk to him. I got the contract signed on May 14th. I'm like, yeah, everything's good. We're still looking to go. I'm like, dang, I only got a week to close it. What I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? Okay, I got to get rid of this deal. I got to start marketing this deal. So when I looked over it a little bit, I said, okay, I'm just going to put it on the MLS. You know, I'm not going to try to blast it out because I sent it to a few um, investors in the area. They like it. It's pretty much out of the area, not because it was in the rural area. And so they like, they're not, they're not messing with that area. So I, was, yeah. I'm not, I got a short period of time. I'm going to put it on the MLS. Put it on the MLS. I got a few. I put it on there for 60000 That was at that time, I'm making like forty grand, 40000 yeah. something like that. So I'm like, okay, okay. Put it on there. Phone with the, so I put on 10 minutes later, phone with the ranking. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll give you 60. I'm like, okay. So I got to call my, like, okay, hold up. Hang up. Phone went to blowing up back to back, nonstop. I had a, over 100 calls. 100 texts, 100 voicemail. I said, something's not right. <laughs> so then it went the big note. Oh, I got 70. I say they went to like 70s and 80s. I say, you know what? I'm just going to wait, hold out, and see what's the highest I can get. Highest I can get. I'm going to hold out to like 5 o'clock this evening. I'm going to see what the highest I can get. And I'm going to make my decision. I'm going to go with the highest offer. It went all up. I got an offer, you know, for 124.9, sight unseen. I'm like, that's 100K. I'm just going to take that. <laughs> yeah. It's done. You know, I'm not going to overbid. I'm not going to, you know, be greedy. I'm just going to take that and run with it. Um, that's what I did. You know, I sent them a contract immediately because that was a 100 grand assignment for me after the 101,000 or something like that, just a little bit over. So they said, okay, they just want to see, did a draw by. They just want to see it. I arranged the time with the tenant to see it over the weekend. I wasn't even going to go to the home. I'm like, you know, I just want to go out there to see why was I getting so many calls about this home. Yeah. So I went out there. I met with so them. So you had never seen this house? I would have never seen this house. Only reason I went, because I'm like, I want to know why is everyone calling about this house? Right. What's going on? Yeah. So I just, you know, got in my car that morning. I met up with them. I went out there. They walking through. They love the house. They love the house. They say, we love this house. Um, I'm like, yeah, I could have got more for this house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I could have got more for it, but I'm like, you know, I'm just going to take it. It's a blessing for me. I'm going to take it. You know, they was good with everything. We closed it on the 12th, uh, the 12th. And so the total gross assignment fee was like 101000 Um, After me paying some of the seller's taxes that had them added up through time waiting, the real estate commission fee, 2%. I walked away with 97000 and some odd dollars. Hold on a second. <laughs> Ooh, I am certain that the question that everybody's thinking in their minds is, why did that guy sell the house for 22000 What was the reason? He said the tenants were not, had not paying rent in over a year. And I'm assuming, you know, he had owed $9,000 in taxes. So either he was going to lose the house and not get anything. And he wasn't getting anything out of the property anyways. And he said it was his grandmother, father's house. I'm not sure what else was going on. Like I said, I talked to him one time after about a 14-day span. Because we was going back and forth, I had to gather more information to put the property on the MLS. So that he was like, hey, just give me a call real quick. And he gave me the information and that was it. Done. Never spoke to him again anytime after that. I mean, anytime Did he that. live in town or was he out of state? Out of state. 
I'm not uh-huh. sure then, but he was out of state. Yep. And just um, because you sent out, I mean, how many text messages did you send out? You said you had loaded up five hundred dollars, but and I didn't even use the whole five hundred. I still got some a balance left, like a hundred and something dollars. Yeah. So I sent about, I would say a few thousand, you know, because Slingshot charges two cents, I think, a text, um, 28 cents a text, something like that, point, point two zero, something like that. Yeah. So I sent out a few thousand texts. I believe it was, this list had about no more than 2,000 names on it. Yep. On this yep. particular list. And, you and know, what's the, where, where did you get that list? Uh, list source. List source, what, like out-of-state owners? Yeah, out-of-state owners, high equity, out-of-state owners. Um, it's very simple, guys. If you're listening to this, watching this, or if you're listening to this, you can definitely watch this at Brent Daniels' YouTube, Brent Daniels Real Estate at YouTube channel. It's really interesting when you you can pull lists of people that um, have at least 30% equity. So the reason you want to pull that is because to wholesale, you need to make sure that they have equity in their property, right? We're not doing creative financing. We're not doing that stuff. You can, and you can certainly pull those lists. But if you're looking to get cash now, you want to make sure that there is equity and motivation, right? Those are kind of the two things that you're looking for. This guy obviously had motivation because he was behind on taxes. He was out of state. He had inherited the property. His tenants hadn't been paying uh, rent for a year. Listen, some people just want to live their lives. They don't want to be bogged down with property and tenants and repairs and all these other things. It sounds crazy to you and I, but some people just don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? So if somebody comes along and texts you and says, hey, I'll give you cash for your property, hallelujah, great, I'll take it, you know? And and then from there, I mean, it was amazing that you got it all the way through to getting a contract signed without getting them on the phone first. Typically, that doesn't happen. Typically, people will mess around with you. People Mm -hmm. will, you know, have you come over to the house or send them contracts, and it's just, it's all fake. They're just messing with you. So this was a fortunate situation that Mark was in. The, The guy was ready. He did everything digitally. He didn't want to deal with the property. And 97, well, I say that you put it, you, you made over six figures, but I guess you netted 97. So I, I stand corrected, but it's right there. I mean, that's life-changing money. Yeah, yeah, life-changing money. But it started, remember, it started from the conversation started with, I had finally tithed to my grandma's church. Yep. I'm telling you guys, you guys, if you are underestimating the power of tithing, you are making a huge, huge, huge mistake. If it's only to be selfish, if it's only to be like, I want to make more money, tithe. I'm telling you, you literally cannot lose. If your mindset is to the point where you are able to give money away to whatever spiritually feeds you, you are in a place where you can get so many blessings, so many financial blessings. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So Listen to what Mark's, listen to the story here. Peel back the layers of what he's talking about. Don't just look at the 97. Look at the start of this where he said he tithed and and you went through a dramatic time and with the loss of your, your grandmother and this deal coming all together. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. This business is incredible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the other day. I just closed another one last week. That was a cold call deal Um, I got. Uh, the owner daughter was living in the home, trash in the home. Oh, that was this was a headache deal right here. Trash in the home. We got a squatter living in the backyard. Contracted that one for eighty thousand and sold it for ninety three thousand. So that was a thirteen of there. Just love it. So the month, you know, I had like you know over a six figure month, uh, biggest month so far throughout my career. 
I love it. I love it. And is it just you? Do you have people on your team? Are you making those phone calls? Who's who's doing that? Yeah, I'm making the phone calls. I'm doing acquisition and disposition, uh, cold callers team. Normally, I run with three cold callers. But right now, with the COVID, when the COVID hit, I dropped a few of them, dropped two of them. And I kept one, my main my main one that's been with me since I started. Is this, so, uh, is this somebody in town or is this somebody overseas? All the all Philippines. Awesome. Philippine cold callers. Yeah, so I got got that running. I'm doing the acquisition and disposition as of right now. I love it, man. I love it. And the biggest thing that I love about this is you're keeping all of that money. I oh, mean, yeah. what is your expenses on a monthly basis? It's got to be pretty low, right? Yeah, as of right now, usually um, it was around when I had everyone running uh, with all the systems and everything I got. It was between six, around like 6000 now it's dropped. I mean, for that, since I cut everybody down, I've been like two thousand dollars. Yeah, and you made a hundred over a hundred thousand. Yeah. So the first quarter, through the first quarter, first three months, I was at eighteen thousand through those three months. This one, I since we're a new month, I'm gonna tally it all up because I go to do it at each month and each quarter. I tell up all my expenses. So that's the task I do have to do today to see what I spent the last quarter. It's not gonna be no more than six thousand. I don't think. Love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. So speak to somebody that maybe is going through a tough time. Maybe they're finding real estate for the first time. Maybe they're seeing this as the opportunity that they want. Maybe they they don't want to get a job or they're just not, you know, they're not employable. I always consider myself not employable. I'd be fired from anything. You know what I mean? Like what advice would you give somebody starting out that has just found real estate investing, just found wholesaling, what would you suggest they do so that they can get their first deal under their belt and start moving forward? Okay. I would tell them, you know, switch your mindset has to be, mindset is everything. So first of all, your mindset has to be right to deal with this business. Get your mindset right. Make sure it's something that you want to do. Um, and if it's something you wanted to do, go ahead, you know, find like-minded people, pick their brain, educate yourself as much as you can. And take action because and start getting these opportunities coming your way yep. because eventually something is going to land and it's going to pop and it can be that one that deal that changed your life and one deal that sets you free from whatever that nine job and it's going to open your eyes and say, hey, this is real. This can work. Let me keep doing it. Love it. How do people get a hold of you? Um, you can reach me on Instagram at real underscore estate underscore mark. Um, so real estate, yeah, with a C. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Mark McCluster as well. Or you can email me, uh, Mark at McClusterHomeOffers.com is my email as well. Awesome, Mark. Incredible story. I mean, the the what has happened over the last nine years is just an incredible inspiration. You're off and running. You're keeping. You're being really smart with the the income that you're making. You're keeping it for yourself, and uh, you just keep building this build business and building it. And, and a true inspiration. So, thank you so much for getting on here and sharing your story. If you are listening to this and you want to join the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP wholesale wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check it out. Scroll down, check out all the testimonials, check out what it's about. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. I look forward to working with you personally. Mark, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Uh, just get out there, man, and, and close some deals. Take action, everyone.
I love it. I love it. Thank you again, Mark, for being in, being on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, being part of the Rhino Tribe and the TTP family. And for everybody out there, as always, I encourage you to talk to people. See you guys. Love you. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.